Okay. Um, welcome, friends and family. Um, I'm Vaishnavi Charan Devi Dasi. So today we have Courtney Joannison. She's from the USA, um, from New York, from Albany, New York. So Courtney, I was just mentioning to Courtney, in South Africa, we would pronounce a surname quite different to what it is normally that she knows. In, in our country, we'll pronounce it as Joannison. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. So anyway, um, a little bit about Courtney. As I mentioned, Courtney is from the uh, New York and uh, she's a certified yoga and meditation teacher and the founder at Courtney Joannison Yoga and Wellness. Mm -hmm. Her work focuses on stress management and emotional health. She helps women heal the physical, mental, and emotional effects of, the, of chronic stress and emotional experiences with the tools of yoga. It is now a mission to support women in developing their self-care practices, becoming more resilient and adaptable, feeling calm and centered, and understanding how to work with, uh, with their own body. So normally we actually work against our own stresses. So she actually teaches people how to work within. So um, welcome, Courtney. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for accepting our invite. We are very grateful to you. Thank you. It's my pleasure to connect with everyone here and to be in the group and get to meet all of these wonderful people. So thank you for allowing me to participate. Welcome. So tell us, um, what causes anxiety? Do you can give us more information on that so people will actually become more aware how to actually deal with it? What causes Absolutely. anxiety? Yeah, anxiety is actually often confused with some other conditions too, like stress and worry. Um, but it's this feeling of deep fear and feeling uneasy. We might feel very nervous or have a lot of dread when we're thinking about the future. And one thing that's different with anxiety compared to stress or worry is that we really feel it in our bodies. So sometimes there's an exact cause to anxiety and sometimes there's not really a trigger that we can identify, but we still have these feelings of worry maybe in our mind and these symptoms in our body that tell us when we're worried and scared of the future. So in our body, anxiety might feel like um, some tightness in our chest or some uneasiness in our stomach. We might also have some shortness of breath. So we're not breathing as deeply as we would normally or when we're relaxed. And anxiety kind of makes us turn the same thoughts around over and over and over in our mind. So we're not really solving a problem. We're just thinking about the same problem and feeling that worry and giving ourselves this um, 
not giving ourselves, but experiencing this intense reaction. So some of the symptoms of stress and worry are similar. Um, like I mentioned, we might have a stomach ache, um, headaches are another common one, some changes in our heartbeat and breathing. Um, we might also notice just a general sense of fatigue. It's harder to do our normal things. Um, maybe we don't have much appetite. We don't really want to eat or it can be harder to sleep when we're experiencing anxiety too. Um, and those are all physical symptoms that we could feel more in our body. But then there's also some mental and emotional symptoms too. So feelings of panic and being intensely nervous, um, having some difficulty concentrating or being really restless so maybe we start to do one thing and then we get distracted and we go do another thing and we're back and forth between many things or it's hard to sit still. Um, and sometimes it just even affects our work. We can't focus enough to do our work or um, complete the tasks that we need to during the day. So Anxiety can be caused by all of this deep worry and fear and um, intense distress, thinking about the future. Anxiety is very focused on the future and what will happen and um, a sense of uncertainty, especially with things that are going on in the world these days. But it can also come with some depression in our mindset too. So maybe feeling very sad, very hopeless, um, and feeling very disconnected from people and things that we usually enjoy. Okay. Oh, thank you for that. That's like, um, that's actually wow. I mean, we don't realize what we are doing to our bodies by stressing over things that we don't have any control over, mm -hmm. and especially for the future. We, we're not there as yet, but we're already living in the future. So thank you so much for that. It's a good reminder for all of us to be present instead of already being there in the future. So um, Courtney, how does yoga help to reduce stress and, and anxiety? Yeah, it's actually a series of things that happen in our body and mind. So when we do get stressed and anxious, there's certain things that happen where our body's trying to protect us. And if we think back to um, ancient human times, humans always had to be on the lookout and on guard for threats that could arise. So maybe they were possibly going to be attacked by animals or neighboring tribes and groups. And when those threats would come up, our body releases some chemicals to get us ready to either fight the attacking person or animal or get out of the situation. And now that's called our fight or flight response. And we might even kind of notice feeling that in our body. If we think back to some time when we're really stressed and all of those changes that happen in our body, that's the fight or flight response. And so 
again, our body is trying to protect us. It gets us ready to wage a fight or get out. But then when the threat is gone, there's other reactions that happen to make us calm again, essentially. And this is our rest and digest response. So these things tell our body that the threat is gone, everything's okay now, we're safe again. But one of the problems that happens is when we're in these long-term stress and anxious states, our body is getting a lot of those chemicals, getting us ready to fight or flight. So it's important to take that time to rest and digest. And yoga really helps with that because we're focusing on what we do in each yoga movement. We're focusing on how we breathe in every movement and every pose. And focusing on the movement in the body and the breath is really bringing our attention now to the present. And so we're not in that future thinking of anxiety and we're not in the past thinking that can happen with depression. We're really focusing on right now and our breath and our body are two major tools that bring our attention to the present moment. Wow, very informative. And it's always nice to be reminded about um, how yoga can help us and how to align the mind with the body, with our breath. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm actually trying to figure out as well, how does yoga help with emotional healing? I mean, you actually gave us quite a lot with how yoga in general can help us with um, managing our stress levels. So mm -hmm. with emotional healing, will, is that something totally different or is it along the same lines? Well, for a lot of people, yoga begins as a physical practice. We see it as a way to maybe get some exercise and help our mind a little bit with focusing on the present. But I find that when we release the tension in our body, um, you know, all those muscles that get tight when we are so stressed and anxious, when we can let that tension go, then our mind and emotions start to receive more of the positive benefits. So when our body is comfortable, we can start to relax. And our brain sees that we are safe. It moves out of that fight and flight mode into rest and digest. And all of our possibly negative responses that happen when we're trying to be in that protective mode don't need to happen. They can relax a bit more. So when we're present with ourselves in a positive way, we can create more positive patterns in our brain. And I think another big aspect of it is that yoga is a mindfulness practice. <clears throat> and the definition I use of mindfulness, it comes from John Kabat-Zinn, who's a um, very big mindfulness expert. And he says that mindfulness has three parts. It's paying attention on purpose to the present moment 
and doing it compassionately. So we practice focusing on what's happening now and being kind to ourselves, which is not something we're maybe very used to practicing. <laughs> it's often harder to, or easier to um, get down on ourselves. And when we practice being kind to ourselves, recognizing that we're doing the best we can, we're going to make mistakes and we just come back and try again. And I think practicing that kindness helps us to get out of more of those uncomfortable states where we're judging ourselves or feeling unworthy or uh, feeling disconnected and alone. And those things are really just, um, you know, a way of not valuing ourselves and how wonderful we really are. So I think, um, you know, considering yoga as a mindfulness practice and remembering that, you know, we might make mistakes and we might um, do things in ways that we don't want to, but we can always start again. We can take a new breath, we can be present and always give, give ourselves some grace and kindness. Wow, that is actually very true. We tend to be very hard on ourselves, especially those that are perfectionists. They want everything to go correctly. And if something doesn't go correctly in, well, in their mind, what they actually um, think correct is, if something actually goes totally wrong, they're very hard on themselves, but they don't realize not everything is in our control and we can't have everything go our way. There's someone that's higher up there trying to control everything for on our behalf. He's I, just putting the strings and we're the puppets over here trying to do things. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes, and that actually kind of makes me think of a point you made earlier about anxiety where all these things are outside of our control yeah. and we can't control um, you know, what's happening outside of us. Yes. All we can do is control how we react. And that's why I think these tools are so powerful because they give us a way to react and take back control of things in our mind that might feel out of control. And we can recenter and focus and get grounded using those tools. Sure, exactly. Thank you. Um, so, how, would, how could someone get started with creating a healthier, um, healthier response to stress and emotional situations? I like breathing practices for an immediate effect of being present and managing your stress and emotions. So breathing is the most accessible way to calm our nervous system because we're always breathing, right? I mean, we could go outside for a walk and we're still breathing. We don't need anything special to work with how we breathe. And deep breathing is really powerful. It sends signals to our brain that we are safe and it activates that relaxation response. So we calm our nervous system. That's what regulates the fight or flight response and help to create more relaxation in our body and our mind. So it can reduce some of those negative symptoms of stress and anxiety. 
And breathing is actually a great way to work with our energy. So it can help us be calm or we can do certain breathing practices to create more focus and balance or others to boost our energy. So there's different styles of breathing techniques that can help us adjust our energy in different ways as we need. But if we really just need to quickly find some calm and peace, deep breathing is a really great way. And for deep breathing, we can focus on breathing down into the belly. So trying to get the belly to move as we breathe. And if that's happening, you know you're doing it right. Sometimes it takes some practice because a lot of us aren't used to breathing that way. But just like any new thing, we try, we give ourselves that grace and compassion and keep trying. <laughs> and actually, if I can just offer another strategy, mm -hmm. um, another thing that I like to use is setting an intention for the moment. So recognizing how you feel now, whether it's stressed or anxious or scared, um, alone, afraid, whatever it is, just recognize it and acknowledge it. See how it feels within your body and your mind. And from that little pause, you can create a shift. And I like to use the two questions, how do I want to be and how do I want to feel? And if you can identify, it might be like one word for one question, or you might have an answer to both. But I like to just choose one word because it's simple and you can kind of feel that word. And maybe your word is uh, peaceful. And so if your word is peaceful, you start to focus on peaceful and what it feels like to be peaceful. And just by sensing that peacefulness within you, your body starts to relax again and you re uh, create that relaxation response. Thank you so much for that. That was very informative. I think sometimes we tend to forget um, that we should align our breath with, with the body. It's more about conscious breathing. Mm -hmm. We are breathing everyone is breathing, but we're not conscious about it. And that is why sometimes the breath doesn't go to places in the body that it should be going to, especially maybe it could be the pelvis, the pelvic floor. It could be, it could be maybe um, right to the feet. And that is why sometimes we have an imbalance in the body. And I guess it's because of our unconscious breathing. So thank you about, thank you for that as well. So I think we all know, um, the, the signs and symptoms that we should be aware of if we are going through something stressful or maybe uh, if we're anxious or even depressed. But how, what, what, um, how would you actually, what advice you would give us to notice in uh, looking for signs and symptoms in somebody else that's actually going through it? Because a lot of people that do go through these symptoms, they're quiet about it. They don't really talk about it. So we're trying to create a society where people are they're feeling safe to even approach somebody and talk about it and not feel threatened or even weak that someone will judge them. So, but if, if someone is actually just quiet and they don't want to talk about it, 
how would you advise us to actually look at the look for these symptoms or not actually look for it but notice these symptoms? Yeah, that's a really good point, especially with the things that we're dealing with now in the world, because our situation is so unusual that a lot of people are seeing some changes in their mental health happening. And it's even more important maybe to talk about it and to let other people know that maybe you're struggling, maybe you are having a hard time um, because that connection alone can create some more support. And it's important for us to all see and know that we are supported and connected. Even if we're not physically together, we have opportunities to meet and talk virtually and other kind of new things that we're learning about with technology and such. So I think one of the biggest patterns is just seeing people come out of some of their normal habits. So sometimes if people say that they're having trouble sleeping a lot, that can be a big sign or um, maybe that they're not eating well, um, maybe not eating enough or um, struggling with eating in some way. Um, we might also see some symptoms just talking to them. If they sound really on edge and irritable, um, maybe they sound kind of angry or um, you know, a little bit tense in how they're speaking and communicating. And even the content of what they're saying, if, they're opt if their outlook is very pessimistic, um, if they sound like they're hopeless or just really struggling with seeing um, you know, positivity in the future or even currently, um, it could be a sign that they're struggling with some type of emotional or mental health issue. And you know, for some people in some situations, sometimes talking about it with someone else is very helpful and that could be enough. But I know in some other cases, it might be a bit deeper than that, where you might be needing to think about getting some outside professional support for someone. And, um, you know, maybe there's resources that even you know of that can help people during this time. I know we have some special hotlines and different crisis centers set up and things like that. So, um, you know, it's important for people to know that there is support out there. And even though we might not be physically connected um, as much as we're used to, we are still energetically connected. We're going through things together. And I think knowing that there are people out there with this, are experiencing this with you, kind of gives a little bit of connection already. Thank you so much for that. Yes, um, I think a lot of people do, basically they're afraid to actually open up to someone, someone that they know as well, because it's a trust issue as well. So. Yeah. I guess we just, as a society, we need to help each other instead of judge each other. Um, because like you said, we all, are, all of us are in this, in, uh, in this together. And um, 
by helping each other, we we strengthening our bond. It's like a pillar. If a pillar is actually just standing alone, it won't be able to hold the entire maybe uh, wall. But if you actually have two pillars on both sides, it's much more stronger. Or even the tree, a tree with roots. That's the only way it can actually be upright. Right. A tree with no roots doesn't, you know. Yeah. But thank you so much for that. We had a very informative talk today, and I'm very grateful that you accepted this invite and shared all of your knowledge with us. And I'm sure you actually have more to share with us. So we're going to try to do this as often as we can, because um, I feel there's lots of, not only women, even men actually need this. All of us spiritual souls need this around the world. And I'm grateful that I came into contact with you via another group. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be doing a lot of stuff together going forward. And I'm grateful to you for that. Um, so just to recap everything that you mentioned, mm -hmm. so you basically said, uh, actually wrote, I'm not, I couldn't write everything, whatever I could remember. <laughs> so you just said with anxiety, it's basically being scared of the future. And I think with what's going on currently, a lot of people have fear because they don't know what tomorrow holds. And with a lot of our loved ones actually being infected, it's actually hitting close to home right now. Mm -hmm. Before we only heard, heard about this in the news or we read about it in the, the newspapers. That's why I choose not to actually watch the news or even read the newspapers. But a lot of people, they think that's the only way for them to actually stay connected and know what's going on on the outside world. So fear is the number one cause of our anxiety and our stress. So you also mentioned um, some of the symptoms stomach ache, no appetite. Sometimes we just think that we don't have an appetite is because we're not feeling hungry, but we don't realize we are so used to eating our three meals a day or even if two meals a day. And one day we don't have that two meals or the three meals, something is definitely wrong. Mm -hmm. So we have to align all of these normal uh, trends to something, a totally new trend. So yeah. Right. He also uh, mentioned um, the, release, the release of chemicals when we go through stressful situations. And it does have a knock on the body. I know when I'm stressed, it, it knocks my back, my lower back, totally. <laughs> and I know it's emotional. It's emotional pain and I, that I need to release. And as a yoga teacher, I actually do my best to release. Mm -hmm. And that's why I try not to go to the doctor unless I really, really need to. They also have the place in society. <laughs> and yeah, resting and digesting. Resting is absolutely important. And a lot of women, they don't know how to rest. Most of yeah. them wake up very early in the morning. Uh, I'll take the example, the career woman. They'll wake up early in the morning. They'll do the normal uh, rituals, I would say. They'll even um, do the household duties, like managing, um, cooking, cleaning, then going to work, coming back, taking care of the kids, cooking, cleaning again. So basically there's no rest for them. Right. And so it's about rest. And that's the only time healing takes place when we're resting. That's some people, it's foreign to them. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what else because there's quite a lot you mentioned. So um, if you do have any, anything to share with our viewers, whether it's written or verbal, 
or you can also share your links with them so they can also follow you and I'm sure they'll want to learn more from you. Please um, take this opportunity to do that. Thanks. Thank Courtney. you. Yes, I'll leave a, note, a comment on the video when we're finished okay. here and I can do that. Thank you. Okay. But before you go, let's ask our viewers if they have any questions for you. I'll go on and I'll just double check uh, to see if anything is written there. And sure. uh, yeah, I can read them to you and we'll take it from there. Okay, so, great. Um, okay, I don't see anything here. Do you maybe you wanna go on your side because I don't see anything there. Oh, let's see. Mm -hmm. I see a few comments, but I don't see questions. No questions. Yeah. Okay. Um, hi guys, do you have any um, questions to ask? This is your time and this was actually created for you. So please, uh, you can actually ask your questions and we can be able to help you. And if anyone watches the replay and has questions, feel free to leave it yes. and we'll come back into the group and answer those as well. Or if anything comes up later, sometimes that happens for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, even if you uh, are shy to actually ask on this platform, you can actually send me an email or most of you actually do have my uh, WhatsApp number. So you can actually send me a message there as well. I'll go through it tomorrow or even later this evening and I'll uh, forward it to Courtney and we'll try to address it that way. Okay. Thank you so much, Courtney, for joining us. And thank you so much, viewers, for joining us. And stay tuned. There's be lots and lots of more informative sessions and yoga sessions. So Courtney is going to be with us on Friday at 6 p.m. South African time to give us a session on releasing um, stress or managing stress better, uh, a nice yoga session with that. So please 